Disclaimer. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about religion and spirituality. I know it's a topic that can be a little upsetting for some people. So if you are one of those people, we're totally fine with you opting out of this episode and we will see you next week. If not, let's go. Titan lover of people and a child of God. And I'm Leia, trying to be enlightened. <laughs> and you're, you're tuning into, into the Lamont, Lamont and, and Leia, Leia podcast. podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh. Today, Leia, today is going to be a great day. We yes. have two guest speakers. We have Pastor Jenna Lee from my childhood, mm-hmm. and we have a really good friend of mine, Michael Delbregi. So let's go ahead and get started. Welcome, Pastor Jenna Lee. Thank you so much for being on our podcast today. It has been years since we've seen each other, but I'm so glad you agreed to come talk with Leia and myself today. Thank you so much for the invitation. This has been wonderful, and I'm so excited to be here. Um, it has. It's been years. Uh, life has life has changed in the past ten years plus. I'm not sure, um, but thank you for the invitation. Well, how do you, how do you guys know each other? Like, I don't know if anyone knows that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So in high school, briefly. Leia, briefly. <laughs> okay. So in high school, in high school, you know when I was kind of like teeter tottering about leaving Reno Valley because just like things weren't going on like right mm-hmm. for me, like with Pathfinders and stuff. So I was hanging out with. And for our listeners, um, Reno Valley is the church that Lamont and I went to. Just you know, some people might not know that. I don't yeah. know if everyone does. Yeah. So, carry on. So, um, Corona was the church that Pastor Jenna Lee was at, and Christine Chadwick, who is now a pastor, um, she was going to Corona, and she was, like, we had started a singing group, and um, I was just hanging out Corona, and they got me into the puppeteering, and I met Pastor Jenna Lee, Mm -hmm. and I really, really wanted to be a part of their youth group, so anytime I had an opportunity to, like, head over to Corona, like... I was heading yep. over to Corona. So I was bouncing was, between Reno Valley and Corona. He was often part of the youth group. I, re- I remember that. I, it was yeah, a fun, active group that we had there. I do remember some weekends going, where's Lamont? <laughs> <laughs> now I know. <laughs> now you know. So that was that time period. Yeah, <laughs> that was that time period. So that's right. how Jan and I know each other. Okay. Yep. So, Jana, can you introduce yourself just a little bit so people get to know who you are? Yeah. And, yeah. I'm, I'm Jana. I have been a pastor for almost 20 years now. Um, if, depending on where you count that, I, I, you know, I was pastoring from high school on, but as far as professionally, almost 20 mm-hmm. years now. Wow. Um, and I ha- I live in Washington State now. I have been at the church that I'm at, Meadowglade Adventist Church. I have been here for a little over nine years and um, love it. I have an amazing husband. His name is Adam and two crazy, wonderful, energetic, frustrating, imperfect, perfect children. <laughs> um, their names are Rue and Finn. They are 11 and 13. Two boys. Now that's an age. 
No, it's an age. <laughs> it's an adventure. It's it's all an adventure. And so I I was a youth pastor in when I was in California, which is also where I was from and grew up. And actually, mm. I was a kid at the Corona Church when my dad was a pastor there. Mm. Um, and then I moved away, and we moved away, and years later ended up coming back around and um, and uh, really bonding with the lead pastor there, who then asked that I come on as youth pastor. Um, when I was first out of seminary and they hadn't quite placed me yet. And then it turned into a permanent placement. So um, that was wonderful, great mentorship. That whole church just, you know, loved having me back there and were just a great, it was such a healthy starting place for me. They were just a welcoming, supportive of their youth, supportive of me church. So I could just find my pastoral, you know, footing in life. Um, so that was just such a blessing. And now I, I came up here and ended up in family ministries, which um, was such a surprising fit for me. I never, I never saw myself going that way. And yet I find that I love it because it has mm -hmm. a really great balance of every age of children, but also adults because family ministries means I'm working alongside parents. And I really find that I like that balance. I like not just working with young people, I like that I get to work with adults and their life stories and their growth. And then, um, and then also just the joy of the children, they balance it all out and they're so open and easy to love and want love and interaction. So I really have found it to be a, a huge blessing. That's wow. Great. That's great. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and get into our main topic. So my first question is, what is religion and what is spirituality? So I noticed, you know, when you asked me about this, Lamont, um, that this was something that you were drawing from, from your own experience with church, from your history. And so as much as I know you asked me on here to answer these questions, I, I am curious about where this, this resonated with you on a level, the fact that there is a difference. And for you, this difference matters. Are you willing to tell me a little bit more about that? Yes, because so this is one of the reasons I wanted you on the show is because of where my journey started. So back at La Sierra, we, La Sierra Academy, that's the- So this Adventist is all, for those school. listening, this yeah. is all in the same zone of the US. Merino Valley, Corona, La Sierra is all in the Inland Empire of California. <laughs> We had we had an opportunity to have pastors on our um, our campus. So there was you, there was Devo, there was Pastor Yami, um, that would like just rotate and cycle through and do different things with us and set up hours and stuff. And um, you were doing Bible study, and I was a, I was attending Bible study, and my mom always wanted me to be a pastor. But I always knew I couldn't be a pastor because deep down inside, I thought I was gay. So I now identify as pansexual, okay. understanding myself fully. And then again, we're going to talk about what is gay, what is pansexual later. Join us in June for all that yes. great stuff. That'll be a good episode. Um, but at the time, I just came out as gay because I didn't know any different. I didn't know it better. I, I knew I wasn't like anyone else. And I came out in your Bible class. Mm -hmm. I was like, I, I had let you know that, like, I was struggling with this. And I didn't want to go to hell because I love God with all my heart. But um, 
I know this is true about me and I've tried for years to suppress it and not like, like not let it interfere in my spiritual life. And um, we were talking about Sodom and Gomorrah and- Can I, were, can I jump in ahead, and say, ahead, first of all, I'm really sorry that in your head, these things are um, non-compatible or they were then. And there's some reality there and I'm not saying there's not reality there. Um, but I'm sorry you've had to have that experience. You know, it helped me grow, and I think it's helped me to be, like, a lot more kinder and loving towards people in general. I'm glad good things have come out of it, and it's not okay that we make people feel that they can't be fully themselves. That's that's not okay. I'm glad there's good out of it, and I'm glad that you have grown through it, and it's still not okay that you had to feel that that was a chance of rejection mm-hmm. by those closest to you um, and by the culture you grew up in. That's not okay. Thank you. Thank you. So going back to the story, we were talking about Sodom and Gomorrah that day and you were so loving and so gentle. And I came out and you told me that Sodom and Gomorrah wasn't about the people being gay. It was because their hearts were exceedingly wicked. And that is why God had to destroy the city. And it was never, ever presented to me that way. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was the defining moment of, whoa, spiritually I can be Mm. connected to God Mm -hmm. and still be who I am and so Mm. religion says one thing but my spirit and my connection with God says another and I think that was the defining moment of my growth going on this journey okay so I think in this an ideal world spirituality and religion work together they go hand in hand. They are part of the same world, the same realm, the same things. And then we have reality. And religion is the structure that's built up around spirituality, yes. um, but can also be separate from it. Mm-hmm. But the base of religion is, okay, we have this knowledge, this feeling, this awareness that that there is higher being out there that there is a spirit that there is god this idea of godness right who god is that exists and we can all agree there and then what do we agree about it how do we agree about it and how do we go about teaching it and establishing it in good ways and the best parts of religion are for that purpose saying we believe so strongly in god in this higher being in who we understand it to be that we want to have a, a viable place to learn about it, to grow in it, to grow together, to build community, to teach it. And in order to do that, you need structure. And then you have people building structure based on similar beliefs um, and they're humans and they're imperfect. And, and the similar beliefs cross over, but they're not identical for everybody. So then you have to define, okay, what are the defining beliefs so that we can have some difference but we have to know that if you're part of this structure, then we agree on these beliefs. And, and then you find those core ones. And in the best cases, you do it in healthy, productive, scripture searching ways, um, people searching ways, growth searching ways. Um, and sometimes that can be done really well. And sometimes it is not done very well. And it just, um, and you go from there and and try to continue to build that. And there's good in that, right? To In order to, let's look at the, um, so in the Seventh-day Adventist Church, um, we have a pretty massive educational system 
And what that means is that small little schools in countryside towns can exist and serve their people because big schools in cities also exist and serve and every and all the money goes into a big pool some stays locally but there's structure and oversight so that kids everywhere and even in other countries can be served by the system of giving that more also supports the lesser and the structure is wonderful for that and i can move to australia and send my kids to a school that is supported by the Seventh-day Adventist school system and have a basic understanding of what my kids will be taught, what the principles will be, what the values will be, and feel good in that. Those are the really, really good sides of that, right? That's where religion can shine. Same with small churches and big churches and conferences. I like to know that I could go somewhere and, and go to a church on I love Sabbath, I absolutely love Sabbath. And that I could go to a church on Sabbath and go somewhere and know that I'm going to experience something familiar. Um, even if I, you know, some of these edges may not agree that the core of who this church is, I probably can identify with on some level or find some comfort. There's some good in that structure, right? right. Um, and, <laughs> And the structure, the, the unhealthy side is it starts to exist to support itself instead of to continue to grow the spiritual side. And so that's why it is important to understand the difference that where the structure has become a thing to exist, to support itself and to continue supporting itself. So the finances and the decisions and the core, and I know I'm kind of lecturing here. No, um, you're good that starts to exist to support itself. And in some ways you want that, right? Because if they're not making sound financial decisions, then it's not going to continue to be a healthy, good place. You're not going to be able to trust it. You're not going to want to invest your own time and energy and money in something that could collapse in a moment's notice, right? But the downside of that is that they're not as flexible towards nuance, towards growth, towards questioning, because people start getting fearful, right? You get fearful of what happens to my safe place if you question this, or if you are different, or if you don't fit to what I think makes my life safe, then what, then I get fearful and I need you to, to not be threatening my safe way of life. Instead of it being truly about the spirituality of God is a God that's bigger than our questions. That is, that loves us to grow. That is not afraid for us to seek him, not the right answers, but him. Um, he is beyond correct and incorrect answers. He is an absolute being. So religion at its best supports spirituality and spirituality is the reason religion exists. But at times it can get unhealthy where religion structure outweighs the calling to connect with the true who God is. Not this is correct and incorrect about God um, but actually seeing God as a real being that, that exists and we can seek with all that we are worth without fear of not conforming to the structure that religion has set up. And so for me, that would be the big difference between religion and spirituality. Although I, they're so interconnected, I hesitate to say they're different, um, it's more that religion is the practice of spirituality. 
and spirituality is the connection with God. Hmm. That's a good thought. Yeah, I feel like that is why a lot of people in our age group and younger kind of don't feel very connected at churches sometimes Mm. um, because like the structure of it can get in the way. I know Mm. that's why I personally stopped enjoying going to not to put on blast Moreno Valley Church. They got some issues. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) They're going to come for me. You know who's pastor there now, Leah? Pastor Dan Smith is pastor at Moreno Valley Someday Adventist Church. I don't know who that is. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. He was the lead pastor at La Sierra before Chris Oberg was there. Mm. For years and years, he was at La Sierra. Okay. Didn't know that. Um, But, yeah, I feel like that's why a lot of people go. Because it gets very political almost sometimes. And at least at a few of the churches that I visited, um, very kind of like, well, you're not following this rule. Therefore, you are in the wrong. And therefore, we need to fix you, shame you, etc. So, well... People are by nature, um, they want to create safety for mm-hmm. themselves, right? Like yes. that is a high goal, social safety and physical safety. And social is as real as physical. I mean, you go throughout history. If the tribe you're in, uh, in biblical times doesn't want you, that's your life, right? Like you can't exist outside of your tribe. Um, if you are, if you are rejected from the social circle, it's, it's still pretty true today. So a lot of those boundaries, a lot of those rules are, are extensively about safety and people get afraid when there's safety. And then when people are afraid, they don't behave their best. Yeah. I want to say like um, Corona was a more liberal, progressive church than Reno Valley was. We were very much like sticking really close to like lng wide standards like that's what that, that was the goal i felt like of our church and so it blew my mind when um you have to go to eat after like out to restaurants <laughs> after sabbath and i was like this is allowed are, are you sure like i'm not gonna go to hell for this because that's not what i was taught like this is not allowed from where i'm from lamont <laughs> you used know? to tell me stories and i just be like what and <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's so hard because when you, you know, it's, it's separating out the issues and the true reasons for it, but between that and, and forced behavior, right? So I have good friends who see Sabbath as so wonderful and so holy that they want to protect it for themselves and for others. And so therefore going out to eat really says, I'm not allowing other people to keep Sabbath because of my choice. And I'm not comfortable with that. And then I have other friends who are saying, I, you know, by these people have chosen that Sabbath isn't something for them. They have chosen work. And when I have to go home, it's work for me who wants to choose Sabbath, right? And so if somebody else of their freedom of their own choice is working, it is not wrong for me to say, I want to be with people on Sabbath and not be cleaning and cooking in the kitchen. And let me get a little bit on a little bit of a high horse, the women doing the cleaning and the cooking in the kitchen while the men sit in the living room and talk, which is a lot of my growing up experience and even um, church experience. That's, you know, that doesn't help me with Sabbath. And so 
there's two views and I am so comfortable with both views Mm -hmm. that the problem becomes when we want to define it for other people. Alrighty. Um, so we're kind of nearing our time. So (laughs) I just, we have a, like one last question. Okay. Um, I mean, we could go on for a long time about this. This is really fascinating. Lamont, we might have to do a follow-up episode. (laughs) Um, but what do you think is the purpose of religion? So you defined religion versus spirituality. Um, Mm. but what is the purpose of religion and how can one grow spiritually within religion as a structure guiding force? (laughs) Right. So I, I, as I kind of said before, I think the purpose of religion is to give support and structure to spirituality mm-hmm. um, so that we can know this is a gathering place. I think community is extremely important for spirituality. Yes. The idea that you can be spiritual on your own may be true, but it's not a long-term realistic mm-hmm. um, goal. Um, I think we are human human beings are social beings. You can be an introvert and need it less than others, but you don't not need it. And I believe in the community that goes with it. And in order to have community, you have to have some level of structure, right? You have to have somebody planning something. Right. And so, and so that is where religion can really come in and give it structure and know that I can, I can move from California to Washington and worship alongside people who I can find community with without having to totally rethink everything I believe at all times. Cause that's, there's growth and that's important, but we cannot be, be switching how we think and what we think all the time as we move and grow in life. Um, stages and steps help with that. And so then to find a place where we can say, okay, now I can grow in here and this is healthy. So I can question and people won't throw me out because I have questions. I can find who I am. And then when it's, um, yeah, when it's reasonable, then that's that's wonderful. So that's kind of how it goes. Awesome. So Mike, um, tell us about yourself. Introduce yourself. So because- my name is Michael. I'm in school for psychology and social behavior. Um, I was a devout Jehovah's Witness up until I was 17. Um, But then being homosexual clashed with that heavily. And um, I left the church with that. And I've kind of just been like on my own with that journey for like about 14 years now. And so I am a server and bartender and I work with the public and I, uh, I'm also, I also do um, crisis advocacy for sexual assault victims. So that's something recently that I've gotten into. At Riverside Crisis Center? Yeah. I was there. I was there for a while. Oh, I didn't know that. Well. Yeah, like long time ago, <laughs> 2014. Like. Oh yeah, no, I just, my first shift is Monday, tomorrow. Oh, new. So, <laughs> cool. Like, yep, so that's, that's pretty much my life. I, I'm a nerd. I read a lot of books. I read everything I get my hands on and very interested in the psyche and how actually religion plays a part in that. And that's why I was really drawn to it. All right. So, Michael, what do you think the difference between religion and spirituality is? 
Um, the difference, I think, being with religion, people have this uh, idea that you have to, I guess, practice is the wrong word. You have to be structured in like a very strict way. So that means attending services. If you don't, if you don't attend church, then that affects your spirituality. I think a lot of times in religion that if you're not if you're not active in the church, that also affects your spirituality. Mm-hmm. And I realize that that doesn't mean the same thing. Mm-hmm. I know people who are probably have more faith in God and Jesus, and they haven't stepped a foot in church in their life. And they just yeah. have that blind faith, which to me is even stronger. To me is even greater to just not have anyone lead you to that path, to just find it on your own and hold it on your own. I think it's a very powerful thing in itself. And so I just think that's the difference between a spiritual person and a religious person, because someone can show up every day to church and not, not believe in God, not even believe in what they're hearing. They're just going because they feel they have to. Mm-hmm. Performative. I know a few people right. like that. <laughs> yes. Um, actually, that's really interesting that you brought that up because our last guest pretty much said the same thing. But, like, from a different viewpoint, she yes. was talking about how the difference between religion and spirituality is the structure. <laughs> so, um, I'm um, going to say that that's probably a true statement. We got it. <laughs> we got it. Double certified. <laughs> yeah. um, so, I know you told us a little bit just previously that you had um, been jehovah witness until you were like 17 i think you said uh i officially got removed they call it disfellowshipping i officially mm-hmm. got uh disfellowshipped and removed from the church um at 18 at 18 uh, they had found out that i was uh homosexual and they it wasn't even a conversation it was mm-hmm. you will you're gonna leave now and when you choose to not be this anymore you can come back and so my mom then gave me the same option. She was like, you can leave my house or you can be straight. And so I packed up my backpack and uh, with the clothes on my back, I walked out that day. I just started walking down the street. I didn't know where the fuck I was going. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. So didn't know where I was going. And I just walked to a friend's house. She was my neighbor. And I was like, I think I'm homeless now. I don't know what I'm going to do. And uh, Danielle, my cousin, well, I called her my cousin, but she was my best friend at the time. I uh, called her mom, and her mom's like, you're going to stay the night here. We'll figure this out in the morning. My parents are completely unreasonable, so I lived there for 12 years. She just took me in and raised me, and I finished school, and she helped me get jobs. And I just, she taught me what it was like. To She was like, introduced me to the world, and she's like, you can be whatever you want here. And that's just kind of how I lived my life. So great that. There are people <laughs> there. Yeah. For those it was crazy because she was Jehovah's Witness too at the time, mm-hmm. and she left because of what they did to me. Wow. Um, mom, I found that out recently because I knew she was still like going, but I didn't. She just stopped one day, and we didn't have a conversation about it. Yeah. And then uh, a year or so ago, she goes, "Oh yeah, I left because of how they treated you." And I, I just like, I was shocked. Like, yeah. she mm-hmm. sacrificed her own religion because what they did to homosexuals was against her spirit, like was against what she believed. And so she just left an organization that 
she'd been a part of for years. So, um, Pastor Jenna Lee kind of introduced it, the idea that spirituality and religion shouldn't be viewed as separate. It should be viewed as, I want to make sure I'm putting this right. Um, intertwined, like intertwined. Yeah. yeah. And I, sh- I like the way she said, um, religion is the practice or should be the practice yeah. of spirituality. But in reality, which she also said, well, I don't, she didn't say this next part, but in reality, not everyone knows how to be spiritual. And I think that messes, messes people up on their journey. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. I agree with parts of that, but I don't, I think the connotation that religion is the practice of it makes it kind of seem inferred that you have to have a religion in order to be spiritual. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because... And I'm not sure that's exactly what she was saying. Got it, yeah. Yeah. It was... Right. I think from her point of view, though, that is, like, valid. Like, that's how she sees it. Like, in order to be spiritual, she likes that structure. She likes to have that structure. She was telling us about how um, the structure, at least for her in the Seventh-day Adventist church, ca- um, causes people and herself to feel safe within the religion. Um, and yeah, but I think for some people, at least, you know, a few people that I know, the structure of it is what causes them to not want to be part of it. Like they don't want to be told what they need to do in order to be spiritual. So I think that's the, you know, there can be two sides of it. Yeah. <laughs> I think right. there's definitely two sides, mm-hmm. multiple, multiple experiences. Mm-hmm. So um, speaking about experiences, what experiences led you to understand the difference between the two? So I, when I got kicked out of the church, I fully turned my back on God. I did not believe there was a place for me. I did not think that he would accept me and and I was always raised that you are either, you cannot be gay and you cannot have a relationship with God. Those two things do not exist. And I, um, I believed it. I mean, what else? That's my whole life is what I was like beaten into me. And so um, I ended up just going down a path of just not any spiritual practice, anything like that. I actually started, um, I really got heavy into Wicca and practicing um, witchcraft. And I thought that, and then it was funny because then I, I thought that was my like, screw you to God. Like, well, cool. If you don't love me, then I'm going to choose this path, which I've also been told is evil. And so then I, you know, I've been practicing that for probably 15 years now and um I also realized that that's not enough also is not an accurate statement I believe that there is this fine line between you how you can practice your spirituality and pull from different religions and still honor God mm-hmm. and so I've found this weird balance in my life over time I had some really bad experiences and I realized that God saved me. 
and God was did have my back and I was wrong that you can be gay you can read tarot you can practice certain things and God God will have your back and mm-hmm. so my faith has kind of come to this hodgepodge mix of Christianity and um, basically witchcraft. And I know that's a lot of, that's something that people don't use in the same sentence, nor agree <laughs> should be blended. But I, I've i just found a very comfortable way to practice all my faith. And I, I feel very solid in my path. That's Nice. That's beautiful. <laughs> I agree. Um, it actually kind of reminded me about uh, something I learned in my religion class in high school. There was a guy, I'm not going to name him, but my friends who are listening to this will know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> in our religion class, there's this guy and he was going through his rebellious phase in high school. So, you know, everything was like, well, I want to say the most like (laughs) thing that's gonna cause a reaction. Um, And so (laughs) one of the things he had said in our religion class and he goes, well, what I think is that God is the same person in every religion. We just have different names for it. And I honestly, I don't remember what the teacher said, but that's always resonated with me right and i was like but that makes sense you know like all of these religions have that one thing in common and that is like there is a higher power and who's to say that it's not the same entity the same energy the same being however you want to like refer to that so right that that just reminded me of it and yeah which is funny (laughs) that 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 to me took a minute and so I, I, what I like to do is I say that God is like a diamond and a beautiful cut diamond has many facets and mm. each facet is different from the one next to it. And so if one facet of God is strict and morally strict because people need to live that lifestyle, who am I to say that's wrong? My mother has a very strong conviction that homosexuality is wrong and, and she's a very powerful moral compass and my mom has sacrificed her family. She she sacrificed her children if they didn't follow that path with her to follow a path of God. And it's taken me many years to realize that is not a flaw, that is a strength. She has so much faith in her spirituality, in her path, in God, that she will sacrifice children, family, everything for that God. That That is a faith that many people want. And I... I stop being angry at her and I look at that as a strength of hers that I want to emanate, emanate that maybe not turn my back on my children, maybe not do it that way, but to have faith that powerful, if that makes sense. And that makes sense. That's a yeah. beautiful analogy. <laughs> yeah. And Mike, I felt like that comes from a very loving yeah. place to give her that much grace because I'm not sure if I would ever be able to see it that way. It's taken years of therapy and conversations <laughs> with her and and my own meditation and prayer to God to be like forgive I need to forgive and love because that's that's important forgiveness is I think one of the most powerful tool a spiritual person can have mm-hmm. so yeah so speaking of tools um what are some of your favorite ways to practice spirituality um my one of my favorites is tarot I love reading tarot. I 
um, or between before most readings, I pray to God. I ask mm -hmm. him that what I hear, what I see, what I feel is from him, that it is from a place of guidance. It's from a place of uh, following a, a path that I need to be on, or if I'm doing a reading for someone else, it's the same. Um, sometimes that prayer is not out loud if people, because a lot of people coming to tarot aren't looking for a prayer from God. And so I do that prayer silently and just like, you know what, just guide me. And um, so prayer, meditation, and tarot are my three big things that really help me stay centered and help me stay on my spiritual path. That's cool. I don't really know that too is... much about tarot. I have a lot of friends who have do it, are starting to get into it, are very interested in it. But I haven't really like looked into it too much mostly because there's like an underlying nervousness from being like brought up in a christian household where that's like oh that's bad that's naughty but i mean like you were saying like i don't understand why there needs to be really like a difference or a barrier when it's all very intertwined <laughs> right yeah, so I'm going to have to look into that. We're going to have to talk later. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I think there's a lot. I think there's just a lot of stigmatisms on on things when it comes to mm -hmm. spiritual practices. And I think that mega churches and certain religious organizations implement those mm -hmm. stigmatisms. And it's a shame because it I think that it kind of deters people away from God and from being mm -hmm. spiritual because they feel they can't practice their own way and they feel that they're left to choose and sometimes people just don't they don't choose for themselves they choose what they think they want or vice versa so it's okay. just uh, one of those stigma lines that hopefully as time goes on we can be like okay this isn't evil this isn't wrong it's it's like anything how you use it you can there are people who use the bible i think as a malicious tool right Ooh. That could be a whole episode. Right. Subject, and it's like, you want to talk about Pharaoh being evil and weaponized, but look at what people, some people have from the Bible. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. Now, I know some people very close to me that weaponize the Bible. They may not think they are, but right. they are. <laughs> so, yes. um, and like, as you were speaking, as you were speaking and you were saying like this diverts people from seeking God or developing a relationship with God. Um, there's a verse that my grandma used to love to say in the Bible, something about the least you do to my little ones. Like may you have like a millstone around your neck and be dropped into the sea. And like, I'm thinking like, I wow, vaguely like, recall that. Yeah. Something, yeah, something along those lines. I don't think that's like word for word, but it's um, if you block the faith of another, you might as well tie your tie a stone around your neck and jump into the basically off a cliff. Like yeah. if you do anything to um, divert someone's faith, then you might as well harm kill yourself because God will not tolerate that. And that was something that was very much like driven into us when we were in when I was Jehovah's Witness because a lot that's a big thing Jehovah's Witnesses believe in is faith and having solid faith. And they're ones that you cannot have that faith if you don't preach the word. And if you mm -hmm. don't show up to organize meetings, you won't, you'll lose that faith. And mm -hmm. so it was just beat into us. Like, that's how you have to go. 
So, so the irony of that is, um, I want to say one of the most negative voices in my head about my pansexuality is comes from my grandma, who, who I struggled with spirituality and faith for a while, and so I'm just like, it's funny that you quote that verse because, in my journey, you were one of the closest ones to divert my faith, <laughs> almost, almost. Oh my God! Yep. <clears throat> But I have not had that conversation yet with my grandma. Maybe someday. Ooh, good luck. <laughs> it, it's a rough one, and it's not. I had to have it with my mom, and we had to have some rough conversations, and it took years. But the other day, she called, and I talked to her about being on prep, and she didn't know what it was, and I explained it to her, and I can tell she doesn't agree, but she also didn't. She didn't fight me or mm -hmm. say anything negative like she used to. Mm -hmm. It's just gotten this place where I know I'm approaching the line and we both respect that line, but we also like, we still are open to talk about things like that. And that was, it was crazy. I got off the phone. I still got off with my mom and I'm like, I can't believe we just had that conversation five years ago, six years ago. We never would have done yeah. it. And so it just takes time. But once the door opens, for you and your grandmother, I think it'll just take time, and I hope that it it changes that relationship changes for you. Yes. <laughs> so really quick, um, you talked about one one of your favorite special practices. Is there any other special practice that you like to use or do? So it's so funny. Like I I practice. I do practice in a more organized way. Um, I, I also acknowledge all the, um, they're called sabbats and espits. And basically a sabbat is a, for lack of a better term, a pagan holiday. So there's um, the one that is coming up is austere, which is the spring equinox, which a lot of Christians equate to Easter. And before it was Easter, it was the coming of spring and, you know, uh, new life and fertility and the blooming and blossoming of things and on a spiritual level for me that that's a blossoming of myself that's me coming out of my winter hibernation and hopefully being a better person I you know the winter is a time of like being locked up and isolation mm -hmm. and and meditating in the like will of the year is what it's called for the for the pagan calendar and in that time when the spring equinox comes it's basically like well what did you learn what did that hibernation teach you how are you a better person did you learn lessons and listening to those lessons and practicing those going showing up to those rituals and speaking to the people who practice with me and telling them what i learned not only do i say it out loud to affirm it but now i have whoever how many people six people seven people whoever's there they're now holding me accountable for the rest of the year to make sure that spiritual growth stays in place. Hmm. So I would say community and support system of my like-minded individuals helps me stay on path. And they're like, they're, they'll, they'll, my friends have no problem calling me out. They're like, ooh, didn't you say you were changing this habit? <laughs> and you're slipping hard, boy. I need you to, and then like, you know what, I'm, you're right. And we have no problem calling each other out. And it gets, sometimes it gets ugly and sometimes it gets rough, but when it comes from a place of love, um, it really does help keep that spiritual practice in place when you have a support system like that. That's good. That's nice. That's nice to have. Lamont, you got to call me out more. 
<laughs> you got it, Leia. You got it. <laughs> I'm a little shocked that that um, you're saying Lamont doesn't just speak his mind all the time because I feel like Lamont always speaks his mind. I think I think it's that I live so far away, so he can't observe as much. But if he oh. knew, <laughs> <laughs> if he knew, I'm sure I would hear about it. <laughs> Lamont, that's not a bad thing at all. Like you're you're. Uh... You're very vocal, and I, over the years, I really, that was a great quality you had, and I've learned to be more vocal. You, you always just, like, spoke out when it needed to be. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I tend to speak out. I'm I'm trying to, like, I don't want to, like, shut it down, but I don't want to be so much either. I kind of want to like transitional a little bit you like observe just for just for speaking out like you have all these great ideas and amazing ideas but sometimes just like take a minute observe observe Mm. everything take a moment and then really process what you think before giving someone something and so that's kind of where i want to be now as i get a balance it's a balancing you gotta find your balance of when to speak and when to not lastly lastly do you have any special words or a message for our listeners? Um, I think that anyone out there who's questioning their spirituality or maybe religious practices and they want to even maybe leave their religion or church because they just don't feel that it's for them. There's always a safe space for you somewhere. You just have to find it and don't ever feel that you can't explore that option because a lot of religions will tell you you can't explore and Mm. look at other things and that is detrimental I think and so never feel that you can't find something else something that's for you because there I genuinely believe for everyone there's a niche there's a spiritual group for them it's just finding the courage to look for it All right, I heard you had a fun game for me. Payback. Yes. So in episode one, if you guys remember when we did reunion sode, Leia um, talked about our love for music. Mm -hmm. And so our love for music expands over many genres. Once upon a time, Leia loved Christian music, and I loved Christian music, and then R&B, hip hop, country. Do you like country, Leia? I do like country. Okay, see, I like country too. So like, we're very eclectic people. Mm-hmm. So music is our thing, right? And I thought, no, I'm gonna get Leia back. You're gonna have to recognize these Christian songs. Like, and mm-hmm. I was nice. I got them from times where you were really listening to like Christian music. <laughs> All right, so you get two points if you get the verse. Okay. You get one point if you get the chorus. Okay. And zero points if you can't get the song mm, at all. Okay. You need 10 points to win. All right. I'm so ready. Here is the verse of the first song. All right. To everyone who has lost someone they loved long before it was their time, you feel like the days you were not enough when you said your goodbyes. And to all the people with burdens and pains keeping you back from your life, you believe that there's nothing and there is no one who can make it right. God, that sounds so familiar. I don't know, but that sound like that first line sounds so familiar. All right, let's go to the no. chorus. Yep, give me the chorus. There is hope for the helpless, rest for the weary, and there and the love for the broken heart. 
and there is grace for the forgiveness, ah. mercy and healing. He'll meet you where you are. Cry out to Jesus. Cry out to Jesus. Oh, it sounds so familiar. The word sounds so familiar, but I'm not getting a tune up in this noggin. All right, that was Cry Out to Jesus by Third Day. I knew it. It was by like Third Day or something. You should have said that. I would have given you a point well, for no, like. I like, couldn't think of the name, but as soon as you said the band, I was like, yeah, duh. <laughs> Dang it. Okay. Zero points for Leia. <laughs> okay. All right. Next one. Next one. Okay. Okay. All right. This is the verse. Are you ready? Got it. All right. I was sure by now, God, you would have reached down and wiped our tears away, stepped in and saved the day. But once again, I say, amen. And it's still raining. And then it goes, well, as the run, as the thunder rolls. Yes. Um, I barely hear you whisper through the rain. Oh, my gosh. I can hear it. Like, with you. I hear it. I hear it. It's and there. as what the mercy that? falls. It's by what's his face. Um, That guy that uh, Brianna's mom was so obsessed with. What is his name? And praise the God who He's gives and takes away gives and takes away and he has like the earrings and the spiky hair what is his name can, can you sing the chorus if you can sing the chorus you get two points uh... <laughs> oh this is so bothersome Hold on, let me see if i can sing the last verse because i can i hear it but not enough to actually like do you oh. want the chorus give me the chorus and every tear i cried you holding your hands you have never left my side. And even though my heart is torn. Yes. Was that I, last? Dude, I love this. I don't remember the words, but like I, I know the song. the song. I remember like the feels of this song. That should account for a half a point. <laughs> All right, Leigh, you could have half Thank a point. Thank you. <laughs> it's Praise You in the Storm by Casting Crowns. Yep. I I remember like the feels of like all the little like feelings came back, but I could not remember. Oh, now I gotta go to listen to the song. Anyway. <laughs> all right, here's another one. Here's another one. Here's the verse. Okay. The splendor of our king. Clothes, Clothes in majesty. In majesty. The splendor of our king. God, it's so all long. the earth rejoice. All the earth enjoys. Rejoice. He wraps himself in light and in darkness tries to hide and trembles at his voice and trembles at his voice. Can you sing the chorus? If you can sing the chorus, you get two points. Dude, I'm going to lose this game. Da 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 how great is our God? Sing with me how great. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> All right, two points. Two, two points. points. How great is our God? How Chris great Tomlin. is our God? Yes. Oh, yeah, I got one. <laughs> All right. I feel a little more confident now. All right. Next one. Next one. Here I am, Lord, and I'm drowning and your sea of forgetfulness. The chains of yesterday surround me. I yearn for peace and rest. Don't want to end up where you found me. And it echoes in my mind. Keeps me awake tonight. I know you've cast my sins as far as the east is from the west. west. And I stand before you now as though I've never sinned. 
but today I feel like I'm just one stake, one stake away from you leaving me this way. Is this from east to west? Yes, it is. Okay. Can you sing the Can you sing the chorus? Oh gosh. Um. You got the title. It's fine. Two points. Yeah. Uh, east East to West by Casting Crown. Oh, it's still more Casting Crowns. <laughs> yeah. You know, so... I should have just known every single song, Casting Crowns. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, next song, next song. Okay. I wish you can see me now. I wish I can show you how. I'm not who I was. I used to be mad at you, a little on the hurt side too. But I'm not who I was. I found my way around to forgiving you some time ago. But I never got to tell you so. Oh, I know this song. I used to the listen song doesn't to really song. have a chorus. So. I know. I listen to this song a lot. This is some mean revenge, Lamont. <laughs> <laughs> Firing brain pistons that are like <laughs> deleted at this point. And now my brain is like, wait, we still needed those? <laughs> well, wait, what's the most common line said in all these verses? <laughs> Who I was, not who I was, or whatever it yeah. was, like that. I'm not who I was, right? Yeah, that's probably the title of the song. Yeah, that's knowing the title Christian of the song. Music, yeah, knowing Christian music, that's always how it is. Yeah, I'm not. But, I'm not who I was. Do you remember who was by? No, dude. His first name. His first name. Come on, Kevin. <laughs> oh my gosh! Almost, almost. Just Brandon. Kidding. Brandon Heath. Oh yeah, I don't. You don't remember? Okay. No, but I know who. I like I okay. hear the song in my head. Yes, and he's the guy with the blue eyes. I will eyes. give you another half a point because I know you recognize. It. I can tell you're recognizing it. So take and a half a point. Agonizing. All right, <laughs> this is gonna be a fairly easy one. I struggled how to do this one. Okay. All right. So I decided to give you the chorus first, Ooh. so you can say the title. Oh. Because if I say the title, if I even start with the first the first word of the title, you're going to know exactly what it is. <laughs> so I decided, like, you get two points if you get the chorus. So here we go. <clears throat> okay. My chains are gone. My I've chains been set are free. gone. I've been set free. Da, 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 me. And like a da, 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 da. So what's the title? What's the title of the song? <laughs> All right, let me read the verse. Let me read the verse. I sang it. You did sing it. You did sing it. My chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior, has ransomed me. And like a flood, his mercy reigns. Unending love. Unending love. Unending grace. Amazing grace. Yeah. It's so the, the other song is called. It's the other amazing grace. Yeah. 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 So the song is actually called Amazing Grace, My Chains Is Gone. And so I couldn't start with Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound. Let's save the wretch like me. Like, as soon as I would have said Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound, I would have been like, Amazing Grace. But then I would have been thinking of the other Amazing Grace, like the original. Yeah. So, but you get two points. You get two points. Yay. I sang that one. <laughs> okay. This is another one of my favorites. So all these songs have been some of my favorite songs. Okay. So that's kind of so a little. It's a little biased, a little. <laughs> but it's from the time frame that you were listening to me. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this is another one. 
Look down from the broken sky, traced out by the city lights. My world from, 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 from sorry, my world from a mile high, best seat in the house tonight. Oh, Touchdown. It sounds what's his name? Right? The rapper guy, not the rapper guy, the white rapper guy. All those people going somewhere. Why have I never cared? This has, this has a really cool um music video. I remember that. All right, what's the chorus, Leia? What's the chorus? If you can sing the know. chorus, you get two points. Um, Are you looking it up? Are you cheating? I am Are you cheating, cheating right now? I am now? cheating. <laughs> you don't get two points, Leia. You don't get two points. I am cheating. Um... Oh, it has such a cool, it has such a cool music video. The guy in the tie, but then it's him again, but then it's not him again, and then the lady. <laughs> okay, so you get half a point for recognizing it. Okay. I'm gonna give you the chorus. You don't get two points, cheater. <laughs> um, give me your eyes for just one second. Like it, give me give your me eyes so I can see, see everything <laughs> that I keep missing. Give me your love for humanity. That is Give Me Your Eyes by Brandon Heath. I try to hold on to this world with everything I have, but I feel like the weight of what I bring and it hurts that I try, tried to grab. The many trials that seem to never end, his words declare the truth that they will enter into, the, that they will enter in the rest with wonders anew. But I hold on to this hope and this promise that he brings that there will be a place with no more suffering. Ah, uh, that last line sounds super familiar. Yeah, I know you know this song. No clue. Do you want the chorus? Yes. Okay. There will be a day with no more tears, no more pain, and no more fears. And there will be a there day. There will be a day with no more pain. Da na 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 da da da. And that will be uh, something like that. So what's so what's the song called? There will be a day. Yes, by. <laughs> do you remember who it was by? Casting crowds. No. Nice <laughs> <laughs> try, Jeremy Camp. You get Jeremy one Camp. Point, yes, yeah, Jeremy Camp. Point. I remember his name. I... Okay. So um, the verse goes: There's a place I've come to know. Through my heart and flesh, Ooh. though my heart and flesh may fail, there's an anchor for my soul. I can say it is well. Jesus has overcome, and the grave is overwhelmed. The victory is won. He is risen from the dead. Is this another Jeremy Camp song? No. I like the recognize the song, but not enough to like know the title. He is risen from the dead, and. He rise up. No, I don't know. <laughs> Almost. I just can't. Almost. Is it called Rise? I will rise. <laughs> Who's it by? If you can sing it, you can get two points. I can't sing it. I cannot. This is the only one that I have like nothing playing in my head so far. Okay. Yes. I do rec I do recognize it. I can't sing it. I think it wasn't one of my favorite songs. Okay. So when I wouldn't be very excited when people would play it. Okay. So <laughs> one point though. You got the title. You got the title. Ooh. All right. Yes. Now this one, Leia, if you don't get this one, I I don't know what to say. Uh -oh. Like and I'll tell you why I wouldn't know what to say if you don't get it. Okay. Okay. Uh oh. So, so when I when I made up my mind 
and my heart along with that to live not for myself but mm. but yet for god somebody said do you know who do you know what you're getting yourself into Oh my gosh, one more time. So familiar. One more time. Leia, you have to get this. You have to get this. Okay. When I made up my mind and my heart along with that. Don't like when they're singing it, don't they like don't they like pause right before they go, do you know what you're getting yourself into? What's the chorus, Leia? Leia, give me the chorus. The reason why you have to get this song is because I fell in love with this song because you sang it in church for special music. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, so you have to get this song, Leia. You have to get this song. Oh no! And I didn't sing special music too often, so Stefan, Stefan. I was just gonna this. say Stefan was playing the guitar. Mm-hmm. I was singing. Singing. This is by. Mm, Reliant K. Yes, yes. One point. What's the title of it? Oh, oh God. What is the title of that song? How does that song go? Can you get? Can you sing the chorus? <laughs> this is so irritating. <laughs> <laughs> My brain has deleted that like apparently, genre. Apparently. <laughs> But yes, it's definitely Reliant K. I do now remember singing in front of the church and being very nervous. And I had yes, I had nervous. to have the lyrics in front of me because I was so scared I was going to forget them. And Stefan was sitting next to me. I think he tried to harmonize at one point, and I'm so glad the microphone didn't pick that up. But I think you still won. How many how many points did you get? Let's see. Two, four, six, seven. Eight, nine, ten and a half. All right. Yay. And you could have got 20. And I, you could have got 20. <laughs> All right. That was really hard. Uh, wow. I didn't realize I was going to be that hard for you. I was really. I'm telling you, I have not listened to any of this music since maybe my freshman year of college. Wow. So what 2010. How long ago was that? So 2010? Like 10, so 11 years. 11 years? You haven't yeah. listened to this music in 11 years? No. You gotta get back to your roots, Leia. You I have not. <laughs> that actually brings us very nicely into our closing subject. Um, You know, Lamont, we talked about, we talked to two different people about their beliefs. Um, And I know we touched very briefly on our own, but I thought we might as well share. Yeah. Uh, sure, we might have learned or short or... sentiments about yeah. what we believe and how we believe since we talk to other people we need to ask ourselves the same question um so i think you're a lot more vocal about what you believe um you've told us on the podcast before that you have a prayer journal if you follow lamont on any of his socials you will know he is very active about speaking out about his um beliefs and his love for god um so we, I mean, I learned a lot of stuff today. Lamont, did you learn anything about the difference between religion and spirituality? If it's I think, like, yeah. what do you think? I think Gianna has a really, like, like I was saying earlier, I think she had a good point where like for me, like for a long time, I had to be different and I needed it to be different because it couldn't be the same. Cause I believed that religion said one thing and spirituality said another mm-hmm. and they weren't really talking. 
Mm-hmm. But I think today she kind of closed that gap or brought it back to what it was originally intended to be, where they go hand in hand. <clears throat> yeah. I and agree. it's really about community. Mm-hmm. And it's really about growth mm-hmm. and growing. And just because we're taught to grow in a certain way when we're younger, it doesn't, for Michael, like just because we're taught to grow in a certain way when we're younger, that doesn't mean it has to stay that way. There's other ways to grow. So I think combining both of those like messages together kind of encompasses all of that. Mm-hmm. Do you think I said it like eloquently enough? Yeah, yeah, no, no, that that makes sense. Um, yeah, was there anything else you wanted to add to on what your beliefs are? So, I I honestly don't believe, like, I honestly don't believe spirituality equals religion behavior. Mm-hmm. I think it should. Mm. That's just my personal belief. And if you're working and you're growing, you're not going to do things to turn people away from discovering God, mm-hmm. even if you disagree with their point of view. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's nice. just That's just my personal belief. That's good. Um, For me, it is a little different. Uh, if anyone knew me in high school, I was very religious. Very. I was um, even through college, I think even the first like two or three years of college, I would constantly be telling people like, yes, I am a firm believer in God. This is what I think. Um, Did some of my actions show that? No. (laughs) But, um, you know, I was very, very strong believing in all that regardless. Um, I have never really felt comfortable with organized religion. I still don't. Um, Like Pastor Jana said, I think the politics of church gets too involved with people's lives. Mm -hmm. And like I had mentioned in that segment, I think people pay attention and hyper fixate on the rules in their religion. And it causes there to be more like uncomfortableness in approaching new ideas, approaching new topics. Um, And just like in general, like if someone doesn't believe the way I believe that is bad, that is a problem that cannot be allowed. Um, So that's my biggest issue with religion. And I don't know if a lot of people know this, but I have not willingly (laughs) gone to church in many, 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 many years. Um, I probably have an Instagram post for the last time I willingly went to church. Um, And it's very far back. Um, A lot of my issues lie culturally though like besides the politics of the church getting in the way the issues with what i think are spiritual and not spiritual lie culturally which could be a whole topic on itself um but for those of you that are unaware i'm going to repeat this again i am polynesian i'm hawaiian in the hawaiian culture we have a different belief system and something i've always struggled since moving back to oahu and learning about my culture is the line between them if it needs to be there if I believe one more than the other um so on this topic I don't know where I stand religiously I know that I don't like organized religion I don't like church I don't like prayers I don't like 
that whole concept. For some people, that works. I know Lamont loves church. I know he loves to go to prayer group and like talk to people and fellowship. And that's great, you know? And I'm not going to tell people that they're wrong for that or that they shouldn't do that. Because um, like our friend Michael said, everyone has the thing that speaks to them. And for me, it's not that. <laughs> um, but in the terms of spirituality, I don't know where I stand. Mostly because I'm trying to figure out the line between my culture, spirituality, and my personal spirituality. So it's a little bit different. I don't have anything solid to say about it. But right. I did learn a lot today. And I loved the things that both of our guests had to say about it. And it's going to give me some stuff to think about. Because, cool. um, yeah, Michael really opened up my eyes about, like, you know, having different practices and it not, you know, not being judged for that. And, like, whatever works for you works for you. I'm kind of, like, taking little bits and pieces. And I really like that. So I'm going to hold on to that. I'm going to do my own thinking after this episode. <laughs> cool. All right. So, like, I do want to comment on – I grew up with you. Yes. Um, we were very, very, like, religiously matched. Mm -hmm. But I also think we were very spiritually close, too. Mm -hmm. And so I – I don't know how you feel about this, but I do believe inside of you there is a spirituality, but I think it has been muffled or stifled after leaving home, going to college, getting different experiences, um, questioning like, well, this is what I was told. This is what I'm living. So I think, I think there's a thing, but I think inside you, there is a very spiritual person. And you just have to learn how to, um, I guess, not merge, but, like, connect to that, that part yeah. of you. And I think you're on that journey right now. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, but, yeah, I, I moved here to learn about my culture. And my culture is very, very important to me. And so right now... It's really just been like a struggle figuring out like how I want to balance those because yes, like you said, there's a lot of stuff that we were brought up thinking and doing and feeling. So it's a lot of like unlearning things, relearning things, trying to figure out like what exactly is my, you know, cup of tea and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so that I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Yes, thank you. And tune in next week. Yep, we'll see you next week. Bye. And you're tuning into Life Lessons with Lamont. And today's topic is cultivating wellness. Wellness is the practice of healthy habits on a daily basis. This will help us attain better physical and mental health outcomes and this will help us thrive. Wellness is a multi-level practice. It often involves social connectedness, exercise, nutrition, sleep, mindfulness, and spirituality, just to name a few. Make wellness a priority and thrive. And that is today's Life Lesson.
This has been the Lamont and Leah Podcast. Created by Lamont Damon and Leah Nakahiki. Special thanks to our guests, Pastor Jana Lee and Michael Debricki, for being on our show today. This episode's topic was brought to light by Lamont Damon. This episode was edited by Leah Nakahiki. Our music is from Ingenue. Let us know what you thought of our show and give us some topic suggestions by sending us messages on Instagram or Facebook. You can also watch our show on YouTube. Links to all can be found in the show description. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening with your ears. (laughs) I want to listen with my eyes. (laughs) 